Good evening, everyone. Uh, my friends, uh, as we All Souls Day, um, this morning we had Mass, and uh, um, I can tell by the looks on, uh, by the faces of the people, All Souls Day can be very challenging for people, a challenging reminder of the absence they continue to feel, and oftentimes intensely, of a loved one no longer with them. Even those who have not lost someone so immediately still experience sadness and loneliness of thinking about those who are no longer present to them in the same way. My friends, um, this is the reason why on all commemoration, all the faithful departed, uh, priests are recommended to wear purple or black. Um, these are the traditional colors of mourning. Um, and uh, so this year, I chose to wear black. This commemoration that we celebrate is like a funeral. And All Souls Day evokes uh, a variety of memories and traditions uh, for different people. And uh, our parish, we write the names of our loved ones and friends in the book of All the Faithful Departed, and so that I may remember and pray for them. We have remembrance candles. And um, this year was the most that we've ever had, um, over 530 candles. And uh, some folks take the candle to be at home with them, to burn. My friends, that does not even include the candles. Many of them have 20 and 30 names written on them. And prayers, remembrances. So for some this day, uh, folks would go and visit a cemetery where their friend or loved one, uh, their human remains, are laid to rest. Many will go to a church and offer prayers. And this is the day that we remember those who have passed. It becomes a time not only of memory, but a time to renew faith and hope in Christ's promises and the resurrection. And in a way to review our own lives. This commemoration is a time when we especially recall our friends and families who have passed from this world. It is certainly a day of mixed feelings and emotions. We cannot remember the dead without feelings of gratitude for the gift of their presence to us, their life. As in the case for some, that time was way too short. But in that time that you had with them, did it not bring light and laughter, respect and dignity for life? And in that sense, then, their lives still make a difference, even though they are no longer here the same way. For some of us, we cannot recall those who have died without feelings of guilt, as well as feelings of things left unsaid and undone, such as forgiveness, I forgive, or to ask, I should have asked for forgiveness. This commemoration, then, is a day to call into memory the people who touched us in profound ways and left their mark on our life, then for better or for worse. It is a day to remember and to mend. It is a day to pray for those who have passed from this world, to show love for, to those who did us well, and to reconcile with those who may have harmed us. 
one of the great truths of our faith is that we can pray for those who have died. Because of God's grace, prayer can unite what human death threatens to divide. In Christ Jesus, we are given the grace to help those who have died by our prayer. In that, then, we renew broken connections, we show our gratitude, or we ask for their forgiveness in prayer. All Souls Day is about all these things. Perhaps this is also a day well suited for us to renew our own faith and our own hope in Christ. We heard from the Book of Wisdom, and it teaches us that the lives of the just do not just disappear at death. It says the souls of the just are in the hand of God. At the judgment, we will see that they are alive. They are described as sparks shooting from a bonfire, meaning vibrant, brilliant, in color. In other words, human death is not the end. My friends, it's not the end of our story. My friends, on All Souls Day, as I said, it's very challenging. And we hear from our gospel. And St. John's account tells us that Jesus insists that it is his Father's will that he not lose anything of what was given to him. And he makes a pledge that those who follow him and will believe in him will have eternal life. He says, I will raise them up on the last day. He is speaking about the bodily resurrection. And this is where people disconnect. We die, we return our soul to heaven. But Jesus speaks about, uh, 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 and, oh, there's more. There will be a bodily resurrection. As we commemorate the faithful departed, we honor their life of faith and have confidence that they are indeed the ones the Father has given to his Son. The second reading from St. Paul provides some more information about holding on to all these hopeful things. St. Paul acknowledges, uh, so we should not be surprised. He said many uh, in the total writings, our ancestors in faith have also died and gone. And he will acknowledge in his writings, some of them in agonizing ways. And yet God has turned our share in Jesus' death to our advantage. Just as Christ was raised from the dead, we, who inevitably share in that same death, also have a chance to live in newness of life. And we are united with him then in his resurrection. This conviction of St. Paul should be ours. And St. Paul continues by emphatically stating that just as death no longer has power over Christ, those who believe in him and follow his ways will be raised up also into the glory that he has by his Father. And so Jesus is telling us, death has no power over you that way anymore because we are united and joined to him in his resurrection. And Psalm 23 says to have hope, especially for those who mourn, we look at it. Psalm 23 tells us that God is here to accompany us just as God has accompanied all those who have gone before us. 
It says, even though I walk in the valley of darkness, I fear no evil. For you, meaning God, for you are at my side. We should have the solace of knowing that the faithful departed had God to give them courage as they faced the unavoidable reality of human death. But we can also find solace in the assurance then that God will likewise be with us. He will refresh our souls as we mourn the departure of loved ones and friends. And we have to be reminded of this because uh, for many who are not believers, they do not believe this. And in that, hope is taken from them. And they move into despair. And Jesus says in the gospel, the one who believes in me has eternal life. A connection to Christ that becomes more permanent at death. In this eternal life, then, it is not simply a wish of ours, but a promise by Christ himself, guaranteed by what he has done, his paschal mystery. What awaits us after death, who are trying to be faithful to Christ, is hard to imagine. But I want to tell you what doesn't happen. Hauntings. When you die, you do not go to some house filled with spiders and turn on lights and turn them off and open doors and close doors to irritate humans who are still breathing. We do not go to places stalking and meandering around graveyards. All Souls Day is a chance for us not only to remember those who have died, but to renew our faith and our hope in eternal life and the promise that our Lord has given us. Is it a chance for us to remember these things? My friends, this, um, I know sometimes I, the way I speak is humorous, but... Um, my last funeral here was for Mr. Richard Perrier, Dick Perrier, and uh, I'm going to share with you a part of the homily I delivered to his family members. My friends, in this month of October, um, people become very fascinated with ghosts and phantoms and demons running amok, <laughs> doing ridiculous things. I call them heathen gymnastics. And we know this, and people see it on TV. We watch for the whole month of October leading up to Halloween. It's scary movie after scary movie after scary movie. Zombies and monsters and demons and witches and warlocks and uh, phantoms and ghosts of all kinds running amok. It's ghosts that I want to talk to you about. This is something Christians are not to give credence to because we believe in something different and something completely opposite of ghost. We believe in the resurrection. So what I posed to the Perrier family at the funeral of Dick, I said, what is it that you think? 
what is it that you believe? When we die, when you leave this earthly dwelling, do you believe that you become something more or that you become something less? And my friends, less than what you are now. Because majority of non-believers would say, oh, we become something less. What awaits us after we die, who knows? It's probably not good. <laughs> Certainly not better than what we have now. However, a person of faith has a decidedly different answer. As painful as it may be to lose our loved ones, there is something more. And each one of us is part of that something more. We know through God's revelation that God is not one small part of life on earth. Rather, life is on earth is one small part of what God has prepared for us. And it's something spectacular. In the gospel, um, Jesus tries to reiterate this in many different ways. And so my friends... Consider the difference between what the world says about ghosts and what Jesus says about the resurrection. And Jesus spoke about and ultimately would be the first one to rise from the dead. A ghost, as I understand it, can't speak. They can't eat. I know, according to movies, they're able to turn lights on and off. I don't know what good that does anything to anybody. You can't really see them, and they hang around cemeteries, and as I said earlier, they haunt houses that are filled with spiders and spider webs, according to movies. Consider the resurrection. Jesus came back from the dead and had a barbecue. He ate. And when Thomas was all full with, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, Remember, Jesus says, come over here and put your finger in the hole that they made. Jesus was warm in flesh. Thomas says, what? Oh, oh my. Jesus could speak to them. He could hear them. They could talk to him. They could touch him. As a matter of fact, uh, when he first resurrected, Mary, he tells Mary at the great site, let go of me. She grabbed him. Let go of me. I haven't yet ascended to my father. Let me go. I got to go. <laughs> I got other places to be. Do you remember what Jesus did? He walked right through the walls. Remember, the doors were locked. He walked right into the upper room with his mom there and everything. Hello. He could be in one place. He could be in this, like this. He could move. Something less or something more? Now, we remember, he's the son of God. He's always the son of God. But he showed us it's something more. Ghosts are less than what you are now. Can't talk, can't eat, can't do anything. So what do you believe? Do you believe when you die that you become something less 
or something more. Jesus says you become something more. Because he will tell us that this life, as wonderful it may be, is not the apex of living. It is the annex. I heard a preacher talk about this, and I thought, oh, that's purgatory. But he wasn't referring to purgatory. He's referring to earth. He said it's kind of a waiting place. He said what is to be is so much more. And he said, you are a part of that so much more. Because on that great day, you will see God face to face. And as the scripture says, and when that day comes, you will be like him. A God? No. You will have eternity. Something more. So I'm telling you guys, no ghosts. More. Last year I talked about memory. This is the thing about this day. The tension between memory and hope of the resurrection. You know that. Memory is a beautiful gift from God. You can close your eyes. You remember husband back. You remember mom. You remember dad. And you open your eyes and you realize it's only a memory. But when God closes his eyes and remembers, it is reality. They live. They are alive. Very much so. That's the great thing about being God. He makes it reality. So he gives us the ability. Close your eyes and remember. And know. Know. I am with you. I am with your loved ones. They are with me. They are alive. And you will see them again. And on that day, your joy will never be taken from you again. You will have it for all eternity. So hang on to faith, people. Hold on. And let us make and travel this world with that faith and hope, knowing we will see them again. And no one will take that joy from you again. Hold on. Hold on, woman. Amen? My friends, um, the candles. Last, uh, last night, uh, we lit the candles. I blessed the flame of the candles. And as the flame burns, the wax within it uh, emits a fragrance. And in the prayer, I asked that our prayers rise like incense before you. So all the prayers, all this pain and suffering of loss, all the hopes that people wrote on their candles, that those prayers would rise to God. They would hear them, and now I'm going to use incense. And in the same way, the cantor will sing in Paradisium, uh, and I will 
uh, pray silently Psalm 141. Let my prayer rise like incense before you. 